Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon Stuff and as always here is my husband E. Hello. And just to to stop for a moment, uh, I've had more than one person ask me what I am actually calling my husband. It's the letter. It is the letter E. Do you mind me saying what your actual name is? Let's keep it a secret. Okay. Because why not? I think maybe one or two of you know, uh, but he does go by E with friends and family. So, yeah. Just to clear up any confusion, it is Carolyn and E. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, with that being said, we are going to be uh, talking about tasting and reviewing uh, Redemption. Their no. nine-year barrel-proof bourbon. Yeah, there you go. Um, and later on, I think for the next episode, it'll be the ten-year barrel-proof rye. Barrel-proof rye. So, yeah, I look forward to getting into both of these. Look out for that when it uh, when it drops. Yeah. Um, for anyone who actually cares, this is batch two, and I will go ahead and restate, this is a nine-year product, so that's the age statement. Um, it's barrel-proof, and that proofing is 54.1% or, um... 108 proof? 108 proof. It should be 108.2, but their label is a little bit off. But that's Okay. They're allowed to be like that. Um, we spent about $80 on this. We did. And frankly, that's potentially quite the steal uh-huh. <laughs> for a nine-year age-stated product. Yeah. Um, Redemption as a whole sources all of their whiskeys. They are what is called a non-distilling producer. Um, this particular product, they are very uh, explicit in their labeling as to where this is from. And this is from MGP. Or... AKA Indiana. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much every time you see sourced in Indiana, it's going to be MGP. Or Midwestern Grain Products. There you go. Um, yeah, they're the largest um, producer of sourcing for whiskeys in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this is their uh, lower rye bourbon mash bill, which is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. Um, oh my god, You're not allowed. Uh, not allowed to have hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get through this one fairly quick because neither of us are feeling at our best, but we wanted to make sure that you guys got um, to listen to something. Yes, and for those concerned, we don't have the Rona. No. <laughs> it's just been a very long week and we're just low on energy and just feeling a little bit less than ourselves with everything going on. Yeah, but thankfully um, we'll get back in the swing of things and there's lots and lots of stuff for you guys yeah. to put aside. To exactly. To. So, yeah, uh, with it all being said, we will be right back with the nosing and tasting. Sounds good. Okay, and we're back, and we actually didn't take any notes prior to this, so we really are this going into first this. thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think we've only had, like, a single sip from that bottle, so <laughs> we are getting a genuine uh, 
thoughts. First impressions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's very caramely on the nose. Yeah, it's very, very caramely. It's not, it's not overly sweet, though. No. Um, it's a little oaky. Well, more than a little oaky. A little menthol. A little bit. A little bit. Melon. I mean, this is, this is nice. This there's is like, a very pleasant nose. There's a weird meloniness to it. What did Melanie do? Oh, smartass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, like, I, I swear I'm smelling cantaloupe in this little glass. I think you're crazy, but that's okay. You're allowed to be crazy. Um, this just smells like a really nice, sweet... You can definitely tell the age. Uh, bourbon. <laughs> but it's not harsh on the nose at all. It's not. It's really not. Um, the 108 proof definitely plays a factor in that. Okay, I'm having trouble pinpointing much else on the nose, so I'm gonna go ahead and go in with the tasting. Sounds good. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that is so brown sugar and butter. Yeah. There's like a little bit of like black pepperiness to it. I am getting a little bit of um... Oh god, I'm blanking on the word here. Like, uh, almost licorice or anise. So my menthol that I was saying earlier. Sure. Yeah. Well, you literally just said it. No! Smartass is on the nose! Oh! <laughs> I knew- You're like, you're you crazy! The rye spice is showing up, too. That's the weird part. For something that is as low of rye as it is. I mean- I wouldn't really consider 21% low. Okay, keep in mind, we're, like, the majority of the ryes that we drink are... This is a bourbon, though. But still... Sure. The majority of the ryes that we drink are 95 to 100, and even sometimes they don't taste like rye. Okay, I see where you were going with that. Yes. No, um... So for this to have such a prominent rye flavor... Yeah. I... I will give you that. Um, but it is very brown sugar and butter. Like, butter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's it. Like, I get... I I understand where you're, like, kind of... Anise, eucalyptus-y, minty, yeah. licorice is coming from. And the brown sugar, the butter, the oak. Like I said, there's a little bit Ooh. of, like, kind of floral black pepper on it. That is such a lovely, almost velvety finish. Like, mm -hmm. exhaling, I I like thing, that a lot. The, 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 the mouthfeel of it is also incredibly silky. This has exquisite mouthfeel. I think this is a prime example of why I love all barrel proofs, not just like the ones that are in the high 120s, 130s, and I dare say hazmat or 140 plus. Um, I think the lower proof barrel, the lower proof barrel proof expressions, I think, are absolutely divine. Mm -hmm. um, oily is a word that yeah, I would I use know, for this. It, it coats the mouth as you drink it. Um, and it leaves you with just this, like, fruity, floral, kind of milk-creamy, buttery yeah. finish. And it lingers. I'm oh, not man, a, I'm it not lingers. I'm not unhappy with this. I think <laughs> that this is a absolutely fantastic bottle. I could not agree more. 
yeah, I I would have generally scoffed at eighty dollars for it, mm-hmm. but no, I think that that eighty is worth it. Absolutely. Um, and considering right now the amount of I dare say tatering that goes on for um, older MGP stuff at cask strength, this sits on the shelves. Like, people go after um, OKI, which is what New Riff used to release under for their uh, source products, that people are charging, you know, $150, $200 for a bottle of 10 to 12 year. This is a 9 year, also from MGP. Literally the same place, nothing else done to it, sits on the shelf for 80 I, I don't get it. And isn't the 10 year rye... About the same price. It is literally the same price. Yeah. No, I think that it's lovely. I think that this is not necessarily a bourbon drinker's bourbon. This is this falls more into a rye drinker's bourbon. Considering we have many bourbon drinkers ryes, mm-hmm. I will have to agree with you. This is a rye drinker's bourbon. Yeah, because this this falls far more heavy on the um the rye side, the the floral, fruity, it doesn't have any of that grassiness or no, or um, but it's a bit green. spicy in the the um the grain spice. Yeah, sense. grain spice, but not grain dust. There's, no, there, there's no green like you would get with like Beam or Heaven Hill or anything like that. No, there's no nutty either. Um, um yeah, I dare say this could be a gateway bourbon. To get to rye for mm-hmm. those that are mm-hmm. rye curious. <laughs> yeah. And the more I go back to it, I feel like this falls so close to almost the sweetness is, is like candy corn or cream corn or just like You're getting the, some corniness? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The more I go back to it, it's not bad. It's still absolutely delicious. But the more you go back, the more kind of just... Think of the the Iowa corn. Oh no i I see what you're I see what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 I can't not be happy with this. Um, Delicious. I dare say I will potentially get another bottle of this to have as a backup on the shelves. Is this a one that we um, mail ordered? We got this one online, but they do have it at our local Total Wine. Okay. Yeah. Same price. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It means we don't have to wait for shipping or this is pay true. shipping. This is very true. <laughs> and I don't have to answer the door to a delivery person, so. Darn you. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your thoughts on this? I like it. I like it. I'd, I'd get it again. Um, I'd keep it on the shelf because. Would you get a, a backup? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we, I feel like we've had the, uh, I feel like we've had the rye in our possession for a long while. About a month or so. Maybe two months. I don't recall ever drinking it. That's okay. And this is not one that I would have ever gone out of my way to pick the, up on the shelf. The bottle does not... It it does not have an enticing bottle. No, it doesn't appeal to me. It's a short little squat, like... Uh, looks like a army canteen. Yeah, it's, it's short, it's stout, it's... Very nondescript for the most part. The company logo is um, 
raised in the glass, and it's just a single band of a sticker on the base that describes exactly what it is. And all of these barrel-proof expressions they have are the exact same bottle with just a slightly different label. We do have one issue with the bottle. There, yes, there is an issue that can be said with the bottle, and that is the the tamper-evident seal. They don't have a tamper-evident seal. Not to say that it isn't sealed and it doesn't have some sort of protection on it. Subjectively, How- I would go as far as to say it's not sealed. However, yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. Because the seal can be put back in place. It's essentially a, uh, a little tiny leather band that just lays over the cork. Which can be which can be popped off and popped on very easily without ever showing that it was. It's not something that you have to cut off or remove to to access it. I had to for the uh, for the rye, but really the the bourbon is the prime example that it's back on. Yeah, and we and this is poured the, out yeah, of it. This is not the first time that we've opened it or closed it or taken the cork out. Yeah. And that's a little uncomfortable for for a bottle that is eighty dollars. Yeah, you, you'd want something more than that. Even if they had that on there, just put some some shrink tubing on it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, because not that that can't be faked, but yeah. that's that's its own but conversation. I would feel moderately more comfortable purchasing a bottle at that price because that would be extremely easy to remove what's inside of it and fill it with a, a well bourbon and, yeah. and call it that if, if you've never had this before. Thankfully, this isn't in high demand. No, it's not. It collects dust. Yeah. And that's why there's less of a risk and why you should always buy something like this from a reputable store. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a concern to be had. And if this was like happy style quality stuff in there that people sought after this would be rife with um potential counterfeit or what have you what was the image that you showed me where they were fucking with the neck of the bottle where they took the like they took the wax off of it or something and dipped it in their own Oh, oh, I remember what you're talking about. There was a a Willett family estate store Mm, pick yes where they took the colored foil they took the factory seal off, dipped it in their own wax, and sold it with that. Not dipped it over the foil seal the, that that Willet put on there. And let's be real, that was an eight-year Willet Family Estate bourbon. Those things go for like $400 yeah, or more. They are impossible. They are as difficult arguably as difficult as the BTAC line to get a hold of. Yeah, I dare say that's a very accurate statement. And frankly, that was some bullshit. No, absolutely. If you if you remove the the tamper evident seals, if you remove the foil or Especially the plastic, as a store. As a store. I 100% am going to believe that whatever's in that bottle has been tampered with. Yeah. I mean, hell, even taking something as simple as, like, fucking, um, uh, Bellamine cask strength and pouring it in there and saying, hey, it's Willet bourbon. Like, most people who have never had it wouldn't know one way or the other at that point. And depending on the line of bourbon or rye or whiskey in general, 
different batches can taste vastly different. Yeah. Especially like Buffalo Trace products. We've had store picks of of Buffalo Trace that tasted more like Eagle Rare. This is true. Or Eagle Rare that tasted way different than any other batch of Eagle Rare. Oh man, that store pick was amazing. Yes, it's amazing. So Especially for special releases or limited releases. Yeah. Hell, even yearly releases going from one year to the next. Um, for things that are unicorn bottles, to know what each of the unicorn releases, what each of the year releases taste like for that specific bottle or what each barrel tastes like, because a lot of them are single barrels. Every barrel will taste different. You need to make sure that you are verifying the seals or you're buying from reputable stores or both because even reputable stores can have less than reputable people working there yeah yeah that's that's really what it is so uh we've rambled a lot about this but i think that we're definitely going to have to do a little bit of sit down and talk about how to avoid potential phonies how to spot fakes because let me tell you printing accurate labels through photographs that exist on the TTB sites. That is, have to be submitted. Is yeah. so easy. And let's not forget people who buy bottles on eBay. But yes. we're getting into that podcast. TLDR, this bourbon, yum, buy more, shh, poor advertising for the bottle. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you're in MGB products, Get it. It's worth it. $8. Not bad. That may seem steep for a lot of things. It definitely falls under the higher end product prices. It's def- it's splurgy, but frankly, it's the same price as... It's cheaper now than Booker's. There you go. So... Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, if you have any interesting stories about people who have counterfeited or your favorite MGP release, let us know. And how can they let us know? You can let us know by checking me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. And please do continue supporting us by listening to our podcast. And if you think that anyone else may benefit or just enjoy listening to our podcast, go ahead and share the link with them. Yeah. And with all of that being said, remember that all bourbons, even ones that don't have a good tamper evidence seal, are meant to be shared. <laughs>